Your source for community, Muskoka-made talk shows are on Muskoka Magazine, The Bay 88.7. Hey, this is Dr. Shervin. Muskoka Magazine is brought to you by Dairy Lane Dental, keeping Muskoka smiling for over 30 years. Please visit DairyLaneDental.com. This is Sweet Spots on Muskoka Magazine. Welcome to Sweet Spots on Muskoka Magazine, where passions, purpose, and pursuits collide. I'm Sue Kelly, and for the next 30 minutes, I'll be shining a spotlight on someone or some organization who has created their unique sweet spot in life. This broadcast is coming to you from the Bay's Satellite Studio at the very cool sweet spot in Gravenhurst, the Sawdust City Brewery. So today, I'm happy to have in the studio Lynn DeCaro, who is the Executive Director of Muskoka Community Foundation. Welcome to the show, Lynn. Oh, thanks so much for having me. It's going to be a very, very interesting uh, show today. I think a lot of listeners are going to learn a lot about Muskoka. Excellent. Yeah, yes. And I know that you're here to talk about uh, the newly released Vital Signs Report. But before we get there, I always ask my guests, so Lynn, what is your sweet spot in life? Oh my goodness. Sue, this is, I've been thinking about this for a couple <laughs> of days since you invited me on this show. Um, well, I, th- I think there's probably more than one. And, uh, you know, I think personally, um, you know, kind of in my not work role, it's, uh, you know, it's just being in nature, being in Muskoka, um, enjoying the blue sky, uh, seeing the bald eagle that flew over my car as I was driving into Gravenhurst today, right? Those little things that you could easily take for granted, but when you stop to think about them and experience them, they're, they're just so fulfilling. And then professionally, I would have to say it's the work I get to do every day with the Muskoka Community Foundation, meeting new people, connecting people's passions and philanthropic goals with with action in the community, making an impact, making a difference, speaking to our community partners that work so hard to support the people of Muskoka in so many different ways. So um, yeah, I have a lot of great moments where I walk away at the end of the day from my desk and go, wow, that that was an awesome experience. You're truly blessed. Uh, yeah, it's it's amazing. Yeah. I, I I have one of the best jobs. I think in Muskoka. And, uh, you're. It's all about Muskoka, then, isn't it? It is. Yeah, absolutely. You know, that's what a lot of people. Yeah. Uh, say their sweet spot is, and uh, so I mean, I'm happy for you that you have found this uh, in life. And so um, maybe you would share with our view our listeners um, a little bit about your background. Sure. So I was. Uh, I'm an, I'm an implant to Muskoka, like so many of us are. I'm, uh, I was born and raised in the district of Perry Sound in a little tiny community that I think that had three stop signs. It was called or, or it is called Orville. So it's about 15, 20 minutes, uh, just slightly northeast of Perry Sound. So about 15 minutes beyond Rosso. But you're not like a city girl implant. I am oh, not no, a city girl. No, no you're no. still an outdoorsy. I'm a country girl. Yeah, you're I'm, a country I'm girl. I'm a country girl. <laughs> yeah, absolutely. Okay, and then what about your educational background, getting you to this spot in life? Yeah, so, you know, I, I graduated high school. I was a small town girl, had no big ambitions to to go off and explore too far from home. Uh, stayed in, in, in Perry Sound and, and worked for a number of years. Moved to Muskoka. Had a, a very um, quizzical son who just had a great mind and loved to explore and loved to ask questions. And I thought, boy, 
I need to go back to school. So I, I went to university as a mature student. Uh, I was able, fortunate to attend the Nipissing University campus here in Bracebridge to do my undergrad and went on to do a Bachelor of Education. Uh, but that just didn't work out for me. And so I, I, I was always very interested in learning more about our communities and about society and how we work together and went on to Brock University to do my master's in social justice and equity studies. Woo, good for you, yeah. girl. <laughs> I got to teach a little bit uh, at the Muskoka campus here as a, just as a part-time uh, faculty member. And then in 2016, I got the job with the Muskoka Community Foundation. And uh, that has been my focus ever since. Wow. Well, what a wonderful path. Uh, congratulations. Thank you. Thank you. Yeah. You know, you uh, it's a lot of hard work and uh, brave um, kind of going into uh, sort of the unknown, but um, it's all been worthwhile. And I'm sure your son is very proud of you. Oh, yeah. Yeah. We, we had some amazing conversations over stacks of textbooks or, you know, whatever mm -hmm. I happened to be reading or working on. So, uh, yeah, we, it, it was it was great. Yeah. Uh, well, good for you. And so now that brings us to um, the Vital Sign Report. And yes. as you know, I'm I'm a nurse, and most of the listeners know I'm I'm a registered nurse. And so when I very first saw that back in 2018, it was our first. Yes, the Vital Signs. I'm going, oh, Vital Signs. Like, is this blood pressure, pulse, and respiration? <laughs> like, you know. So um, as a nurse, I know that the health of an individual is assessed by their Vital Signs, yes. which can be very. Uh, they change over time. Absolutely. Absolutely. Influenced by stressors, yep, um, and uh, you know all kinds of all kinds of things. And so, um, I'm just going to turn it over to you and and tell us all about what the Vital Sign Report is all about, Muskoka. Sure. Well, I mean, really, the Vital Signs is taking the pulse of of the health and vitality of, of, our, of our community. Very good. Yeah, yeah, I like that. So the the vital sign the first vital signs report was done by the Toronto Community Foundation probably about 15 almost 20 years ago. Um and it was so well received. Uh the Community Foundations of Canada worked with the Toronto Foundation and said, hey, this is something we'd like to be able to share this as a template with our other members. And there's 191 community foundations across the country. And we all fall under the umbrella of the Community Foundations of Canada. And so this was something that had been on the Muskoka Community Foundation's radar for a number of years. Um, but we just weren't ready. We, we are a new organization. We've been around since 2007. We're very small. And it took us a while to be able to kind of get to the point where we could take on doing this report. So uh, in, in 2018, we, we launched our first report, our first vital signs report. And we, we did a lot of work in the community, talking to our community partners, working with the district of Muskoka to really find as much local Muskoka specific data as we could. And so there's... There's a lot of challenges in doing that because Muskoka is kind of uniquely positioned where we share, you know, borders when it comes to healthcare, right? So we're part of the Simcoe Muskoka Health Unit. Um, our political riding is Muskoka Perry Sound. Economic development now, recently we've been kind of, you know, connected with the Kawartha area when we look at uh, employment numbers and things like that. So finding Muskoka data has always been very challenging. When we did the first report in 2018, stats, we had the 2016 Stats Canada data to work with, which was great. It really kind of helped us kind of build a, a baseline or a foundation of what was happening in Muskoka. 
And again, we, we worked very closely with the district to make sure we were filling in any gaps. Uh, this report we were supposed to do in 2020. Of course, the pandemic threw everything off kilter. And uh, so we, we just put this out in 2021. But it really is looking at what is happening in our community. And it's looking at what are the great things that are happening in our community? What are the not so great things that are happening in our community? And when we can, we try to recognize the really unique things that are happening in, in, in Muskoka, in our community. And the beautiful thing about a Vital Signs is if you go and look at other reports that have done by other community foundations across the country, they're all slightly different. They have the same goal in mind, but they're all done very differently and uniquely to that community. So we've really just tried to look at, as I mentioned, those, you know, what are gaps, what are trends, what are emerging issues, things that we need to be aware of moving forward. What do we need to communicate with the community as a whole? Uh, can this document be used as a call to action for people who maybe they just don't know where to start or maybe they're interested in something? And so how can we connect them with an issue that they feel is important? So so the report serves a lot of purposes and and it's used by our community partners as well. There's a lot of grant writing our small charities have to do to keep funding flowing and programs going. And so they have this document that kind of gives a snapshot of Muskoka that they can pull out to help them when they're filling out filling out grant applications. So it, it serves a lot of purposes. It certainly does. It's a real three-dimensional look at, at our beloved Muskoka, uh, the abundances and the disparities mm -hmm. that are um, within our boundaries. There's just, you know, as I'm listening to you, there is, I almost think we need two shows out of you because <laughs> there is just so much to talk about. And, um, and so in, before we go any further, just tell me in a nutshell, what is the purpose of um, the um, Muskoka Community Foundation? Right. So we act as a charity for charities, really. So we, our, our role is to connect donors with the causes that are important to them. And so it's, it's helping individuals or families meet their philanthropic goals. Uh, so we have a number of different funds that we that we have family funds that are endowed, which means you know they're protected in perpetuity, and the and the growth and in income off of those funds will go to fund that family's favorite charities or you know new things that have come up that they feel are really important that they, that need to be addressed. Uh, we have a number of education funds where we're supporting uh, students with scholarships uh, across Muskoka, going off to college, university, trade school. So there's a lot of uh, a lot of different things that we do in terms of helping a donor, but we also want to help educate the community as a whole, so they see Muskoka as a whole. It's really easy for us to just focus on our own little communities. I live in Port Carling, so it's really easy for me to focus on Muskoka Lakes. But Muskoka doesn't work individually. We have six municipalities, two First Nation communities within the boundaries of, of Muskoka. And we have to be aware of what's happening in every community to really fully understand Muskoka and to be able to, to address things that come up, right? Whether they're, they're good things that need to be celebrated or serious issues like the impacts of, of the pandemic. Well, thank you for that. Sort of that wasn't a nutshell, was it? That was up, uh, but it's uh, like there's nowhere else that this information lives except here in your vital signs report. You've you pulled it all together. Yeah, yeah, I'm, yeah. And so we're going to go down into the 
a little deeper dive um, right after the break. So I think we're um, we're going to just take a quick break. We've been talking to Linda Caro, who is the executive director of Muskoka Community Foundation. And I'm Sue Kelly, and you're listening to Sweet Spots on Muskoka Magazine. This is Dr. Shervin. Hello. Dr. Shervin owns a dental practice in Huntsville. Yes, ma'am. But it's not only a dental practice. Dairy Lane Dental plays a major role in our community, supporting organizations that enrich your town like Community Radio, being a member of the Bay Food Crew, and Huntsville Hospital Foundation Business Cares Program. Dr. Shervin and his team at Dairy Lane Dental knows that alongside truly understanding their patients by providing a pleasant dental experience comes a responsibility to take care of our home. This is correct. Dairy Lane Dental, keeping Muskoka smiling for over 30 years. Please visit DairyLaneDental.com. Buy Muskoka for Muskoka, your collection of Muskoka-based talk shows. Muskoka Magazine, The Bay, 88.7. I'm Dr. Shervin from Dairy Lane Dental, and you're listening to Muskoka Magazine. This is Sweet Spots on Muskoka Magazine. Welcome back to Sweet Spots. I'm Sue Kelly, and my guest today is Linda Caro, who is the Executive Director of the Muskoka Community Foundation. And Lynn is here today talking to us about the Vital Sign Report. And this is just a fascinating um, three-dimensional, I'm going to say, uh, report on um, many aspects of the pillars of life in Muskoka. And so, Lynn, uh, could, can you please walk us through the report? Yeah. Page, sort of a section by section. What's sure. in this vital sign report? Yeah. So, you know, this report is, this is our follow-up to the 2018 report, and it, it, it follows basically the same themes throughout. Um, you know, a few changes, of course, as we've gone along, because there's so much, I think, that's important to talk about when you're, when you're considering the health and vitality of a community. So we want to make sure that we weren't missing things. But there are some really key things that are important that we want to build upon each time we do a report. And so, you know, one of those is the environment, right? You can't, you know, I don't think anyone thinks about Muskoka without a vision of a pine tree and water coming to mind, right? If and not, a kayak. And, and perhaps a <laughs> kayak, yeah. And a red, red Muskoka chair. A red Muskoka or a big yellow one. Yes, that's um, right. So, you know, the environment is a carryover from our first report. Economic health and income security follow, you know, follow overs or holdovers from our first report, housing, um, food security, we mentioned last year, uh, or in 2018, but this year, we dedicated a whole section to food security. Um, inclusion, you know, when we really think, I think, for us, the pandemic really made us look at how included we feel in a community, whether that's because suddenly we're isolated and cut off, from those people that we generally associate with, or it, it, it's been a problem longer than we realized, but now it's just been uncovered by the pandemic and, and people being cut off from other and, people. And do you, are you reca- referring to like diversity there? Well, or? so we do. We look at inclusion from, from the, the aspect of, of equity and diversity and, you know, how welcoming our community is. Uh, and then we also, we divide that section into half and then look at sense of belonging. So how do we feel connected to our community? And when we start doing that, we really start realizing that there are communities within our communities that we, that, that we need to think about, right? And so, um, you know, for example, in this section, we look at, in terms of sense of belonging, we're looking at older adults, how they are 
feeling connected to their community. And then we look at individuals with intellectual and developmental delays and how they feel connected to their community. And what's interesting, of course, we're, now I'm getting off track of an overview, but, but the pandemic really is a theme throughout this entire report. So we were due to, we were due to put this out in 2020. And then with the pandemic, there was so much uncertainty and everyone, our community partners were focusing on responding to the, the impacts of COVID. So we decided to hold this for a year. And I think in a way that was a, a really uh, important decision and a good decision because it allowed us now to look at, take a deeper dive on, on what the pandemic uncovered, right? So back to sense of belonging, very important how, how we suddenly felt very disconnected from our communities, from our families, from our friends, whether that's, you know, considering school age children and not being able to go to school in person. And so, right, all these things interplaying with one another. Um, and, and then we looked at health and wellness and mental health. And I think mental health was, a, a, again, a, a really important section to include, again, because of the pandemic, but also because mental health, um, especially amongst our younger population, is, is such a, an ever-growing concern. So that's just kind of what we've covered in, in the report um, and, and different sections that we try to do just a quick snapshot. And, and we you know, oh, sorry. Oh, no, sorry. <laughs> I can but talk forever. But well, one word comes to mind is holistic. Yes. You know, as you're talking, and again, it's the nurse here, but yeah. um, but it is, um, there's so many dimensions to this huge puzzle Absolutely. of Muskoka, and one influences the other. Yes. It's like body, mind, and spirit. Absolutely. But in, but, but looking at it, a community, communities within a community, within yeah. this district of Muskoka. Yes. Um, and just make sure to make sure that we don't run out of time here. And people may be wondering, how can people get this report? Yes, absolutely. So we currently have a digital copy on our website, which is uh, muskokacommunityfoundation.com. So you can just Google us. And we, we tend to be the first one to come up at the top of a Google search. And there's a tab at the top of our, our webpage that says Vital Signs. And there you can find the 2018 report and the 2021 report. Um you can send me an email at info at muskokacommunityfoundation.ca to request a copy. Uh, because of COVID, it's been a bit more challenging to roll these out and have them out in the community with, with the various public health measures. So I'm happy to mail a copy off to somebody. Pretty cool. That's uh, good. If, if, if they would like that. And we're slowly getting hard copies out. If you belong to an organization and you think or, or you want to share with friends and family and you think it's really important to have multiple copies, please let me know at my email address or you can phone me at 705-646-1220 and we can arrange to get you a, a set of these. Really exciting that uh, Jackie McPherson at Gravenhurst High School is using them in her grade 10 class. Oh, so yes. They, they, we, we just sent 70 off to, to them in the new year that they, they can use, uh, different teachers can use to check them out. That's great. I know we're going to leave um, some of them here at Sawdust City. Yep. I'm going to take a whack of them and, and uh, we'll take them over to the town office. Yes. I wonder, would the library yeah, take probably. some? Yeah, probably. Yeah, we, we have some at Huntsville Library. I'm, oh, I'm hoping okay. to get some to the Port Carling Library and off to uh, the Bracebridge Library in, in the coming weeks, uh, now that everything's kind of opening back up and, and people are going to those locations. All right. Well, you know what? This uh, show has been so informative and there is so much to cover that right on the spot, I've decided that we were <laughs> going to make this into two shows. I just think it is that vital and it is so um, 
interesting to understand our community, um, um, you know, layer by layer, and uh, that is not available anywhere else. And so um, please stay tuned uh, for next uh, uh, the next show, because that will be uh, part two. And uh, so, Lynn, thank you so much for sharing your passion and expertise with us today. And I hope today's show hit your sweet spot. Join me um, on another Sunday, two, two Sundays from now, for part two of Vital Signs. And you can always go online to Hunter's Bay Radio and uh, just download what's on. And, and in that menu are podcasts. And all of the past shows are all there. We are Muskoka on the Bay, CKAR. 88.7 on your FM dial. 